Alright guys, so I just met up with uh, Joni Moore. She was married to my stepbrother Paul. Um, and so he actually passed away six years ago. In the podcast we say five years ago. But it was actually six years ago. And it, the anniversary of when he passed was when we were together. And so it was kind of a special meetup because we were both close to him. And we've been talking for about a year. Um, I got divorced. And then we just kind of started talking because we've both been through a lot. Like my son got leukemia, so she had been through that. Paul died of kidney cancer. And so that was a horrible struggle that he had to go through. And so it's really hard to imagine. Like it's hard to imagine going through something like that. Like your best friend, the person that you rely on, the person that's the breadwinner that gets sick and and dies in their 30s when you have two kids and trying to like put your life together at that point. And so we just talk about basically Joni, a little bit about her life, about my life, but um, we do do this weekend getaway. We did some of the plant medicines and they are very healing. Like they do kind of open up your mind to see things that you kind of block. And so it helps you to work through it. And it's sometimes it feels like the healing is, it's hard because you have to deal with things that are things you don't want to deal with, but it makes you see them and it makes you open up your, makes you open up your heart and makes you want to be better. Like for me, I saw a lot of things in myself that I had done in my my marriage that like I kind of saw in Joni things that she excels in and things that she tries and she puts her heart into stuff and like I didn't even realize how much Jamie my ex had put into our life and making things special and and so this kind of plant medicine um, I know a lot of people are opposed to it but for me personally I think people should be a little bit more open-minded to other ways of healing than just like standard medicine, like anxiety medication, depression medication. And then the cool thing about this too is it's not addictive. Like this type of stuff that we experienced, um, I have like no desire to go do it again. It just kind of opened my eyes and I almost got this like glimpse at this, like this self-realization, like, oh wow. Like look at all these things you weren't aware of and then when you wake up the next day you're still very aware of the experience you had so anyway me and Joni had a lot of fun um like I said we've been talking for about a year and then at the very beginning of this podcast we talk about being in the tub together just so you know we're in swimsuits so we're not sitting there butt naked and then hopefully this doesn't like offend anybody I do say like I swear a lot so I say the f word and I say some other words so that's just your uh, warning right now. If you listen, you are going to hear some swearing. So I apologize if that offends you. But hope you guys enjoy and have some good takeaways. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the... King of Corona Podcast. Brought to you 
brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. What? You just hit record? Yeah. Um, I also, you should listen to the other little clips. Which clips? There's like recordings. On my podcast? Uh, on your like notes, your notes. That, okay. Your audio notes. I took a lot of clips of you. Like actually, you put those clips together and you'll get a pretty good idea of how the state went. Because I took some recordings, minutes and minutes long of you speaking and then me interacting with you and not with us consciously trying to. Yeah. So yeah, go back and listen to those. Okay. So, this, <laughs> this, I'm like, the podcast world is a weird world. Yep. Like, talking right now, looking at, I'm here with Joni Moore. Joni Young Moore. Yeah. And we decided to come to Manila, Utah. And this place is like, so first, tell these, tell these listeners how did we pick, how did we pick this spot and what, like what brought us here together? Okay, well, that's a big question, but. You can hold it. Okay, I'm going to hold it. <laughs> I don't have recording equipment. What brought us, what brought us to this house or this town or the tub right now is my question. All of it. Okay, well, that's, I'll start with the beginning of how we got here to the town. So. We wanted to do an experience together where we worked on trusting ourselves and trying to identify behaviors that were no longer serving us. And it was like an exercise in um, letting loose and also holding boundaries all at once. But... We didn't, going into this. Oh, yeah. You and I, like. Oh, so yeah. Jo- yeah, you jo- take it from here now. So, Joni, so here's me and Joni's connection, first okay, thank off. You. So, yeah, Joni, is it, is, like, was, was married or is married? Are you, like, because you didn't divorce Paul. No, we're sealed in the temple still. But, like, he's, what is he, like, your husband? He's still? my husband. Yeah. Yeah, so Paul. Paul's my stepbrother, so he got terminally ill, and he passed away five years ago. Yep, five years ago yesterday, March 5th, 2015. And this weekend was planned by me without knowing that date. Yep. So I picked the date because I had to work around my schedule. Yeah, your kids and everything. Yeah, so, but, like, it's weird. We realize how, like, uncomfortable it probably makes a lot of people, like, and, like, we had these uh, preconceived notions in our heads about... Each about the other. Like, both of us almost backed out, like, 50 times from meeting up. 70,000 times. Because of other people. Yep. Because other people thinking that, like, us getting together would be inappropriate. Because, guess what, though? The best thing is that we learn we can be totally appropriate. We're sitting here, like, holding to every boundary. That's why we're able to sit in a bathtub right now looking at each other. And we know that the, nothing we could do or say is going to be hurtful because we're just speaking our truth and living our truth. And we're we're keeping promises. Yeah. All right. So, so, yeah. That's how we met. 
And then now Manila is like right by Flaming Gorge. Yeah. Tell them about this house. Tell them about like. Or do you want me to tell them about how I have a connection to Flaming Gorge? Tell them about you. So I was bit. I was born and raised in Vernal. Do you want me to hold it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was born and raised in Vernal, Utah. Okay. And that's where. That was my departure point going into the world. So I always had this small spot in my heart for Vernal and Flaming Gorge. When my husband passed away, uh, I got married again really quickly. How quick? I didn't actually get married super quickly. I got into an uncomfortable relationship immediately. And then several uncomfortable, I was running away from these relationships. And then I finally decided to stick with one and see what happened. So I did. I made a commitment. Like, it's what you're supposed to do. But in the man, he, there's no handbook that says when's the right time. I heard that all the time. There's if that's right for you, that's right for you. So it caused me to really second guess my own intuition. So what was the when I got married? Like you just said, like you're supposed to. That when I say like you're supposed to, that was everyone else speaking to me. I know. Isn't life awesome how we listen to other people so mm-hmm. much? And that's what brought yeah. Because <laughs> you're supposed yeah. So so anyway, when I got married, again it was to somebody from Vernal, somebody from my hometown. Which happens a lot. It does happen. I actually hear about it all the time. So we got married, and we had a, like a really rough, rocky relationship where neither of us were facing our fears. We were both going around doing all sorts of ignoring of every trigger, living with these triggers that we were triggering each other, and actively trying to ignore it all at the same time, which is it creates such a state of state of chaos you can't even keep your head on straight. It sounds like because because we talked a lot about like. Your relationship, this relationship to you. Yeah, and like, this, from what I could gather about that relationship, it was like very real, very good. It was just, I absolutely, I very much loved it, but it was like it went up in flames. It started as a spark, a a spark, a beautiful one. I had real, very real love for my second husband. That's that is why I married him. I saw his potential. He saw me existing in my full potential. The dude's like a, a like a fisherman award-winning freak. Yep, yep. So he's got like... He's the kind of guy, he's like... He would say this too. He would say it humbly because he's awesome. But he would say, um, yeah, I just like to fish. But if you really get to know this guy's resume, you start looking at the pictures, you Google his name, it'll pull up like tournament-winning fish. Yeah. Again and again name, and again. Huh? I'm not... I didn't... Okay. I got you. I just know you haven't done a podcast before, so... I know. You you get it. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. love podcasts. Right. Anyway, so, especially Joe Rogan. Joe. Joey. Good old Joey. 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 Joe. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we we had this rough, rocky relationship that created a huge state of chaos because we were constantly being triggered, constantly ignoring our triggers, and working each other into a, a state every day. Yeah. Um, I really had the idea that I wanted to do therapy with okay. him. I felt like it was really important for he and I, if we were going to stay together, we needed to do therapy together. So I called the therapist. We sat in one couple session. I never could get him to go back. Um, in his defense, I didn't push as hard as I probably could have, but I, I did push hard. I did, did make my needs known and he did not meet them. And that was kind of the beginning of the end. Okay. He refused to communicate. He, he locked up. He went away. He started just being very dismissive. When we used to fish together, he started um, 
having me home with the kids, which I understand is a is a place, but it's a partnership, and it was me home with the kids all the time. Yeah. And him. And then he was. It's very like. Can I just interrupt? Go ahead. I invite that. Okay. Because <laughs> I, a big takeaway, like, for us getting together and, like, having, hearing a story about him, yeah. I relate so much to him. Yes, of course like, you do. I feel like That's so why we're many... drawn to each other, because we remind each other of every relationship that we've ever been in and failed. Yeah, so, like, for me, mm-hmm. to meet with Joni and to, like, face our fears and, like, put aside what everybody thinks there's some realizations that like both of us had like for me to realize like oh yeah i was a fucking asshole i was a selfish like i was a good dad are a good dad i am a good dad but i was very like you can see like you can see how like much anxiety i have and so you can see other people just you get stuck in a state of trying to get through one more day. Yeah. One more give, day. Give, 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 push, 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 go, go, go. And it it does not surprise me that you got stuck in that pattern because you thrive in it. You can operate that machinery with perfect delicacy. You get it. It makes sense to you. But it makes sometimes maybe too much sense to you because you get stuck in that mode and you need somebody like me yep. to come in and tell you hard truths and break you out of your shell. But like... To get truths just by being, like, you're not, this is the good thing about you, is you're not direct. I'm direct, like, (laughs) (laughs) and you're more like, look at me and learn, and you talk through things, and so, like, just by us talking, I learn lessons by, like, parables from Joni. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of funny how the, how, like, Religion actually has that part of it right. This tub is like draining yep. on us. Yep. I'm Maybe like, it's time we should get out. Plug this up. I probably knocked it loose with my foot. You can feel it draining. Yeah, it's cold. It's getting freezing. Oh, dang it. Is there more hot? Nope. Oh, no. This is, yeah. All right, so we just sit here and like talk through it. Yeah. Do we... What do you want to do? I can pause it and then we can restart it. Okay, we'll have the second half. And then out we'll get the dressed. Okay. And we'll dress up in our okay. in our cloaks and our what what do they call them? What do they Cloak? call those? No, what do they call those? Our our robes, <laughs> clothes. What's our? <laughs> what even is the word? It's. I like, know your robes. English and... is hard. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the temple. Oh, Mormon I'm thinking temple. about the movie The Arrival that we watched. So we watched them. A movie, The Arrival, last night on my insistence, and we had this whole this whole moment where I was like, I really kind of get the feeling. I had a hard time saying it directly to Tyler, but I was like, I need to stand to my boundary that I need to watch this movie. It's been speaking to me. I feel like there's a lot we can learn. Yeah. So we watched this movie from beginning to end. We made it a little bit hard on ourselves because we paused a lot. And that's because of me. <laughs> I like to pause. <laughs> well, I like to talk. So it's like when I read that Siddhartha book, right? Yeah. I was getting so much information that I would have to stop. Sometimes push pause every two minutes and then just think for sometimes 30 minutes at a time. But this movie was weird because Whereas you were you able... plowed straight through the Siddhartha and then had to listen to it again where I only needed to listen to it once because yeah. I was pausing and absorbing, pausing, absorbing. So you did last night with the arrival like what I did with Siddhartha. Yes, and you did what I did with 
be a right like with PK. Yep. You lost your mind. <laughs> yeah, a big part of me was like, you wanted me to watch that all in one day, so I was like, I've got to finish it. It took you like sixteen hours. Because I couldn't watch it all at once because it was so powerful. It spoke so directly I to know. me. Which I everybody needs to watch PK. PK on Netflix. You have to. And The Arrival. Yep. Worth it. Like, drop what you're doing right now and make it happen. Or don't. Do it, you <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> so anyway, this is like why Tyler and I figured out that we're a pretty good dynamic set of, like, people who could heal, you know? Heal people's emotional scars. Yeah. Because he's drill sergeant over here. And I'm like Mother Teresa, just, you know, praying for people and walking around and like wanting to heal the earth and yeah. heal people and just see people, meet people for where they're, meet people where they're at. We do that same thing, but you, in different ways. But you, so can I just talk about you? Yeah. All right. Good. We're going to pause this in a second, but <laughs> this girl, <laughs> she has like this, uh, I don't know what it is, but she has this like gift where so we were driving by first off every oh single person gosh, in yeah, Manila and Flaming Gorge is like had this amazing experience like we just have connected to this town yep. like crazy yep. and it's a huge part because of Joni also because of me but like she's just very inviting people want to talk to her and she like opens them up in a way where it doesn't scare them and they want to talk i'm more like this scary demon presence that that's, like that's i would have to argue that's not i true. know but i'm more like scary you're more scary, like scary I'll, I'll, I'll accept the word scary yeah. not demon that's going too far be you're nice not to demon. tyler like i bring out though like <laughs> i bring out things in people in a scary way it you bring it out them. in an inviting way yeah 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 but so we were driving by and i've been driving her car which is like the most amazing car i've ever driven <laughs> which is so funny because i didn't even know she drove this car it's a toyota it's a toyota forerunner yeah, like yeah. lifted it's got the blacked out rims it's like it's, my dream car it's a pretty bitching and then of course Joni has it <laughs> and i'm driving some fucking toyota camry <laughs> but we're driving by these horses and like oh, yeah. for whatever reason i like i came like, out as this crazy stallion. Like, I, we'll have to talk about the experience we had. But anyway, we were having these, like, weird connections to horses. And animals. I was having animals with the, with the birds, the dogs. Yep. yep. So we were driving by. I see this big black horse. And it's kind of, like, looking at us. And I was like, I think that's my horse. And so we just, like, we're is going. That, is that my horse? I was like, is that mine? Is that my horse? <laughs> Has anybody seen Emperor's New Groove? Just meet yeah. anybody? Anyway, keep going. Have you guys seen it? Go watch it if you haven't. Watch it with your kids. It's super. Anyway, keep going. So we pulled over and we walk up and it's like the horses, like they they were. So the black one was standing there. It was kind of like hesitant to interact with us. Joni started talking to these horses and like three other horses from like the middle of this field walked over, and they were like sniffing her like my, chest my, they were like nibbling like delicately my neck and smelling my nose and smelling my ears and looking into my soul and i was doing the same thing with them and we exchanged so much information about each other just from being each other's presence some words but just a lot of feeling and understanding it's, yeah it was, a, it was an intense really cool thing but it was like this moment where i saw like energy working and so and it doesn't have to be just between humans and humans. It can be humans and animals, humans and themselves, humans and past mistakes. You can apply these healing principles, I think, 
to any creature, situation, scar, and you can work through it. That's, yeah. that's the idea I got out of it. So we're about to freeze our asses off. Because <laughs> we're sitting in a so tub. I'm going to so pause. We, we're like, so we're sitting here and we're like, how can we do this? What's the most uncomfortable way we can do this? Let's sit in a bathtub. Yes. This is a gigantic bathtub. So he's sitting over there. I'm over here. And we're just like looking at each other. And it's interesting. It's like hard. It's, it takes a whole level of focus to sit in the bathtub with somebody that you've kept like boundaries with completely and have an open conversation. Yeah. It's a whole level of discipline. So that's where, that's where like, Joni is this, like, let go master. Like, let go, be free. And I'm this, like, disciplined freak. Where I'm like, <laughs> I need to get up at five and you're I need out, to have my diet. Run, and I need to... running 50-mile races. But then we realize, like, hey, what? There's a balance. Yep. And so, anyway, we're going to get out. We'll talk more once we uh, yeah, part, are dry. Part do is coming. Part dos. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. So we are now done with the tub. Yep, we're out. We're cleaning up, getting ready to head back to our lives with a little pit stop for to say hi to people in Bernal, I think. Yeah. But we had <laughs> in between recording last and now, we've been having some like crazy breakthroughs um like i said before Joni. so my stepbrother paul passed away my husband yep that's my that's my late husband is is paul and so we were talking about that and like imagine that imagine when something like that happens to you like we talked about this a lot over this trip. Nobody feels comfortable talking to you about the elephant in the room. Everyone's terrified of you and your grief. And it's very rare to find somebody who will who will meet you where you're at in your grief. And also, as the griever, it's it's pretty rare to find that moment where you will let somebody meet you where you're at. Yeah. Because I was like, nobody gets it. I'm not going to let anybody in. This is mine to bear. When really it's everybody's to bear and they were all willing and I wasn't letting them. Mm. So, but it's like, it's very, I feel like the lessons we've learned. So we'll pick up where we left off. We'll get into stuff just like in order. But where did we leave off? You're when we got asking out. the wrong person. So we were talking about the horses. Oh yeah. So the horses came up to us, and Joni had this, like, magical power. But we came to Manila to meet each other, obviously, but then to, like, to experience what? We were to, to experience how we, each of us, see the world. And to share that knowledge into kind of, a, like, osmosis experiences together. Because we have a lot of shared experiences. We have a lot of trauma around death. And Paul, specifically, as you're as your stepbrother and as my late husband, we both needed to work that, work through some issues with that. We both personally had a lot of relationship failures mm. that we needed mm. to work through the whys. I think you and I, Tyler, both needed to sit down individually because we spent a lot of time alone. Yeah, we did. We were like, we like, we would be like circling <laughs> planets. We'd be like high five. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go over here. And we'd put stuff together and we'd meet back up and share everything. But... So we both had these, a lot of, you have the main failed relationship, which I, 
shouldn't say fail because divorce is not failure. Divorce is a conscious choice to choose yourself. Yeah. When, when something isn't working. And that's not something to apologize about. That's the thing. Like, and that's one thing Joni's realized a lot about me is labels. I hate them. You do. Like failure to me. It's like my marriage did. It's like it's a word. And so a lot of times I pick the wrong words when I speak. But like my marriage technically, if you want to look at it like. On it, paper it failed. It failed. But your relationship is succeeding right now because you're each working on yeah. yourselves. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. I got a shout out. I got a shout out. I just got to take the second because I feel so strongly connected to your ex. I have always had so much respect for her. We've known each other for 20 something years, yeah. right? I don't know, 18, 17, Probably something. Like, yeah, a long time. A long time. <laughs> a long time. Yeah. And I have always had such love for Jamie. And uh, I, I, there's real, I spend a lot of my life feeling really intimidated by her. Yeah. Because she. She presents herself in a way that she has everything figured out. She presents herself in a way that's very much like every woman wants to. And I found myself getting caught up in the trappings of feeling so intimidated trying to be her. When I realized, I am her. She is me. We're all so happily like existing when we let ourselves. Yeah. So, Jamie, I love you. Just know that. Yeah, and I do too. And like uh, I was talking to Joni and a big realization I had is like the relationship that I had with Jamie and the mistakes that I made. We were going through. So first off, Joni is like the most thoughtful person, which also so is Jamie. Yeah. Jamie We realized was. that last night, huh? And then to be a guy like so I did this podcast on anxiety. Did you listen to that one? I can't remember. I've listened to most of them. But I was talking about how, like, if you be if you become more true to you, uh-huh. you lose like the anxiety. Yeah. Because you're just living your true, authentic life. And that's true. I I agree with that. But and I have like such bad anxiety that anxiety for like most of my life I was living for other people. Yep. And so I was just trying to get through each day, and that's what I feel like Sean was doing. Mhm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Is that okay? I said his name. Well, we can edit it out, right? I don't know how. Actually, if they no, you know what? We didn't say his. We didn't say his last name. Okay. And if they know us and they listen to it, it's okay. So it's okay. Yeah. So sorry about that. If you're not comfortable with it, just ignore it's that. It's just part. a name. It's a label. It is just a name. It's your label. So, I think what you were saying is that is that I was I was thoughtful enough to bring pictures because I wanted to show Tyler all the ways that I have. Uh, excelled within the bounds of perfectionism yeah i was trapped by it but i was also succeeding so hard in it so i sat down tyler and i was like look look at this cake i made i can make fondant cakes look at the way i decorated my house in vernal it was so beautiful look at this fish i caught look at the way and every time i showed him a picture he literally looked up at me with tears in his eyes and he said you are so much like jamie this is every time that she he had the realization which actually makes you thoughtful where he realized that every time his ex put the thought into like putting out hors d'oeuvres for a Super Bowl party, decorating our house, decorating the house, putting so much love into it, and you just walked around like it didn't even matter. And she's like, "Look at this beautiful thing I made," and you're like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." But I was like so self like self consumed with just like I was so stuck in my own brain. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like with people. I can relate to people with anxiety because I have really bad anxiety. Me too. And yeah. so anxiety, like, it stills you from the world. Wow, it pulls you back. 
prevents you from living even though you're technically alive in this vessel body that we have you are alive your heart is pumping but you're not existing in your true self can we be like really honest about what we did here sure yeah yeah you're comfortable with that right i'm comfortable with talking about plant medicine yes is that what you're asking yeah 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 we can talk about we can it's just it's just like herbal remedies that i have a lot of experience with in a short amount of time that I've learned how to navigate this world of plant medicine in a way that creates a lot of hours of therapy into a very small amount of time. Yeah, and I can attest. <laughs> so we, the first day we got here, all we did was just kind of like hang out and get to know each other. Yeah. First off, I had never been more nervous in my whole life to meet somebody in person. Like somebody that I've known because we talk, like, on the phone a lot. Yeah. But then to, like, actually have your energies together. That's why I haven't done podcasts with people is because I need the person to be next to me. And and you need to have them on your level in some... You don't want to feel like they're this loose cannon saying things that you can't control. You... <laughs> How's that landing for you? Like, maybe you need to let go of some of that control. Let people say what they're going to say because... They're there. They have their own voice. And you can trust that they have their own voice. Trust other yeah. people's voice. You know, I think that's powerful. So true. Yeah. That's just so funny, too. <laughs> like another realization uh-huh. is I'm always like, I can't be controlled. Nobody can control me. Yeah, yeah you turn and around and want to control every aspect of this podcast in a way that limits yourself. Yeah. Limits what other people can say. That's, that's good. We, so, that's a good little breakthrough we just had. <laughs> but so we came here. First off... I was terrified about plant medicine. Mm-hmm. How scared was I? <laughs> scared enough to almost bail 72 times. <laughs> and how many questions <laughs> and how many fears? Oh my gosh. So you were so this is Tyler. He's literally we're standing in the room, he's pacing. He's pacing back and forth like, "Okay, so tell me more about this and like what what is this going to be like and do you think do you think that I'm going to recover and and this therapy and and, I'm, and he's literally like, do you think I'm going to heal? Do you think my skin's going to heal? Do you think I can be better? And I'm looking at him just smiling like, like, Let go. like just tr- trust, trust in me. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. I don't put my heart and soul into anything that I don't authentically feel is healing and helpful at this point. Yeah. I don't have time for all, anything else. That's what's cool. I've is existed like... in non-healing energy for so long that I'm done. Yeah. I'm ready to face every fear. I'm, I'm ready to put my skeletons out into the world because I don't think skeleton in closet skeletons in closets serve any purpose other than holding a person back and that's what's like so the purpose like this podcast and stuff i've like been very controlled but like the fear so if you've noticed i've just been trying to overcome like all my fears yeah and so yeah you have been you've been doing a really good job yeah but like my skin so i have like my skin is like destroyed right now like i have like psoriasis or like I don't even know what's happening, but I can tell it's, like, a lot to do with my anxiety. Yeah, and it's, like, like, just, like, Pat... It's so... You guys are thinking... So, Tyler's probably explaining it in a perfect way, but it's also... Just so you know, it's, like, he gets so worried about it, it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) Like, you look at him, you wouldn't even know, and you're, like, oh, what? You have a a skin thing, you have an itchy thing, like, it's... Looks fine to me, but I see that you're really worried. Yeah. I just never... Like, I've... That's the same thing as, like, Jamie. Like, I was also very good about, like, putting an image forward mm-hmm. and doing what like everybody thought I should be doing. And so she was play- she was just playing along the game that the game that you guys we're set both, up. We were all playing the Mormon keep up with the yeah, Joneses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and there 
I will say that there's nothing wrong with, I don't think there's anything wrong with any religion, but I think it's safe to say that not the same set of rules applies to every human on the planet. 100%. Everybody on the world can probably agree to that. Yeah. And, and so that... We, we, I had to forgive myself that not every rule in the religion I was brought up in resonated with me and, and it didn't help me heal in some ways. And it was maybe because I wasn't embracing it fully. I'm yeah. not going to say why, but it just didn't. And let me all apologize for saying the way I just said it about the Mormons. Because <laughs> it's not Cause, the Mormons. Well, because we are Mormons, right? Like, we, yeah. we are, and we love it. That's like our upbringing. We have but, so much love. But religion definitely yeah. creates yeah. a culture where, like, you don't want people to see. Like, you want to put your skeletons in a closet because you have worthiness you have to live up to certain things and so if you expose things that you're not allowed to yeah it puts a scarlet letter on you and you have to like be punished in front of everybody and so it's easier just to keep it inside and to lie yeah because every human when they're not developmentally able to make this choice given the choice of exposing your deep dark secrets or telling a little fib to get around that in the bishop's office nine times out of ten unless you're a really well-adjusted kid which i don't I think our kids are almost there, but like, yeah. I wasn't there, so I would choose the fib over the exposing my my deep darks most of my life. Yeah, and I'm done with that. Yeah. So I feel good about that. But okay, so, so then, yeah. So the first, okay. So yeah, we rewind. had this nervous energy. Get to know each other. Big thing about life and plant medicine, and like, if you ever decide to do this, is. You need to know and trust the person you do it with. Yeah, you don't want to just meet with strangers ever. Never. I don't. <laughs> I can't even imagine how it would go. But I, she just kept telling me like, just lean into it, lean into it, and like. And it's hard to know what that means until you're experiencing it, right? Yeah, but I've been doing a lot of work. Like I have a lot of work on my own. Yeah. And like I have. Yeah, you done... prepared yourself in every way before you showed up. I, I yeah. super respect you for that. But I, I did a lot of like work with marijuana medicine yeah yeah and so which is it's a helpful tool for um helping because i think when people when you smoke marijuana it's like your brain scatters to the wind and you you have to purposefully in a meditative state learn how to put those back and focus and it teaches you how to focus in a different almost like a different kind of like dimension if that makes any sense it helps you to operate in a different headspace and when you can heal in a different headspace it opens you up for healing like real deep healing yeah. And it kind of prepares you for the psilocybin plant medicine. Mm-hmm. So then, the day two. So first off, I showed up a day early because the people emailed and said, hey, if you want, you can have this for one extra night Which for is free. super nice. Shout out to you guys. I think I'm yeah. looking at you right now like, hi, you guys are amazing. I'm going to leave a King of Corona card for you guys so you can <laughs> yes, listen to this, by yes, the way. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but keep going. But... So day two, after we like got our trust and everything figured out, mm-hmm. we... And, we... and we, like, so we, let's just tell everybody, we set down boundaries where nothing sexual or intimate was going to happen, like, that, that we weren't comfortable with. So we were like, let's, let's stop anything from happening before it starts. Yeah. And we really held that boundary. Yeah. Because we're two grown adults. We're both single. But we, we could have done anything we, we wanted. We definitely wanted to break it a few times, but we held it. Yeah. We held that so tightly. I, that's honestly my biggest win as somebody yeah. who grew up with with what I feel like some versions of, I don't know, not totally identified, but some sort of adolescent sexual trauma. I don't really have, I can't pinpoint exactly yeah. what it is, and I'm not sure that it specifically matters right now. Mm-hmm. But for me to hold a boundary with intimacy and deciding that this is not going to happen because it wouldn't make other, it would hurt other people. Yeah. Is, 
And for us to so solidly stick to that, I just like, I'm getting chills about how, yeah. how, cause, cause of course you're an attractive human. I am too, but we put that aside and worked on ourselves. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Pretty cool. So, so it's possible. <laughs> but we like the, the, the coolest part is the connection and like what we had happen. Like, without any of the plant medicine like yeah, yeah, what we, we realized is that. i feel like we didn't even need it we didn't. Like, all we needed was to trust each other and hang out and like talk yep it could and like anyway but we did do the so we did the what are they called the first day one they're white teachers is the, are you having strain or yeah yeah so they're this milder it's kind of activated by nature it's really good we did it right you know, we were out in the sun. We found this pond. We are running around like... Okay, so Tyler's in the back. He just found his inner stallion. He's like an inner Mustang. And to what... I'm taking pictures of him. He's up there grabbing tree branches, doing pull-ups. I'm down there just like, what is this guy doing? But taking pictures because it looks cool. And then he hops down. He literally walks through the mud. He's like, mud. Yeah, mud's cool. I'm going to take off my shoes. And he... I don't know if he wants me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. He's trampled through some dog dog shit dog crap on my face too and he put it on his face wiped it on his arms he's like okay got this now i'm gonna do some sprints so he's sprinting and i'm the whole time i'm just like who, How long did I who sprint? is an hour <laughs> <laughs> you like you had to wear yourself out you like had so much energy you just and it was so funny and cute to watch you because you were just like come on johnny let's go go and so then i joined you in the sprints yeah it was amazing and uh so that was really cool to watch him just like become this beast, like let the beast go. And, and the beast isn't something that's damaging. The beast is something that's powerful and he can harness it, yeah. get his energy out, feel like a million dollars. And so to watch him sprinting and doing laps and he's playing his guitar and just living his best life yep. in the way that he was meant to live it. Um, that was really special to watch. And then on the flip side, he saw me doing the same and we both just realized our potential and we realized that it is all achievable. Yeah, and that was what was fun as well. I was, like, doing my crazy, like, sprinting all over the place. Like, she... So, <laughs> it's just funny how different people are just into different things. So, Joni is very, like... She's very different and very the same as me. Very much the same. <laughs> yeah. But she is, like, very into, like, just nature. Walking around, finding things, like, connecting to, like, rocks and just cool, like pieces of wood and i for me it's funny because i like make fun of it because i'm like it doesn't like make sense to me but he, he turned around and he's like i saw you just digging in the dirt and i was like this rock is super cool yeah yeah but yeah. you know the biggest takeaway for me so i got all crazy and like wore myself out but then throughout the day i started to notice like Joni, how she is like always thinking about other people so she like plants little things for me to like experience. And so I would be, so I went up and I did this walk around the pond with my shoes off in the snow, like pretty much freezing. And she had put like little rocks and <laughs> little like things out for me to find. And she did that like this whole weekend. I felt like a little leprechaun. Yeah, she's like, like a little leprechaun. I am a little leprechaun. I was like leaving little, like little scavenger hunts and like accidental little presents. Like he, 
can I be real weird and just explain sure. one of them? Okay, so I'm going to get full it. weird. I'm going to explain to you guys one, just one of the many little gifts I left around. One of them is like this hexagonal crystal glass ball thing that I got from a store. But you look into this thing, whether or not, it doesn't matter if you're doing doing like mushrooms or not. Um, you look into it and you, it's like you can, the fractals of light that it emits is very much akin to how I see like the universe or something. So anyway, I wanted Tyler to find it. I wanted him to happen upon it. So <laughs> I had a swim cap in my bag. So I've got this orange dino triathlon swim cap and I put it over the crystal ball thing and I left it sitting on top of his suitcase. And the whole point was for him to walk by and be like, cause he's going to have to go to suitcase, right? Like, walk by and be like, what is this swim cap? And then pull off and be like, why is the crystal ball? Joni, what is this? <laughs> but then talk about the crystal ball. Oh yeah. So I so, call that the soul ball because I you look into it and you can. We're just, gonna post. Just, you guys are gonna see these pictures. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. Whoa. You're gonna have to look at the pictures because it's. We took all these photographs and they're amazing. So I can't wait for you guys to like. Seriously, if you haven't yet, click on the link. We'll probably find a way to put these um, photos and videos and attach them to this podcast. And if you're like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> He's doing what? Pull up from a tree. <laughs> Just trust us. And Click on it. You'll see what we're talking about. These are actually really cool photos. You can't... Okay. Can I talk about... Like, this is before mushrooms also. So, we get here and we go to this little... This is going to be on the pictures also. But we go to this little, like, pit stop, gas station, pub thing. And everything's closed because COVID and, like, businesses are going out of business and whatnot. But it was closed. And so, Joni starts climbing on it. We're, I'm taking pictures of her... And there's like these like wood posts that you can get up like close to the roof. Yeah. And so. Yeah. But I climbed like way up into you it. You climbed the building. And then cars would drive by and we'd yeah. wave to them. So and then, and then tell them what I said. I said, Tyler, just so you know, we are being hooligans. And I said, I have a feeling that we're going to have a, a run in with a policeman today. And then we're he's going to best friend. And we're going to make him our best friend. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, Jody, that sounds cool. And so five I minutes later, five minutes later, we left that place, went to a gas station. A police officer pulled up right next to us. We made friends with him. His name is. He helped fix your car. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't say his name. Yeah, um, he helped fix the car. He fixed my wheel, and he did. He told us where to go. He told us how to get to this cool hiking trail that we did. Joni told him he had beautiful dimples, and he loved it. Yeah, because he does. He's got such a kind face. I really have a soft spot in my heart for people with kind eyes. He did have a nice face, didn't he? So nice, and you can really tell a lot of people it's about like people by town. people who have clear, kind eyes are the be- are my people. I feel yeah. like. And that says a lot about a person. Is if you can look inside somebody's eyes and not feel like you have to shrink away, they are living life right. Or yeah. at least trying to. So, there's like, there's too many stories. Yep. Like, me and Joni are the same. We're all over the place. Yep. And so, like, we, we go on tangents. We now and, yeah. and come back to it. Because we want it to be able to save, right? Yeah. Okay. This is 22. Oh, that's perfect. So. Let's just, it'll come out in like little segments, right? Like 22 we'll just, and 8. <laughs> Wait, can I just talk about time real quick? It's so funny because last night I went through this like experience where I was looking at the clock and I was like, the time finally made sense to me where like time sucks. Like I hate time now. And where I was like, what time in human time (laughs) do we have to leave here? Like what time are we expected to be out? 
because we are run by clocks. We are. We are. We are tied to this. To we are tied to time as it exists for us as humans. So you have to pay attention. You got to set alarms. Yeah. And it's not even a bad thing. It's like but it keeps us tethered in a good way. If you can let yourself have time, where you just ignore time, yeah. and you pay attention to the sun and the moon and the stars, yes. and you ground yourself and you walk around in the mud. <laughs> And you get like you get real, <laughs> real, real with yes. yourself. Yeah. Then that's when you like grow as a person. All right, love you guys. Love you. Bye. <laughs> all right, we're back. <laughs> so we've been to these pit stops, gas stations all over town. So we're packed up. We're at this uh, Sinclair's Dino Mart, where the people are like the most friendly, amazing people ever. In like downtown Manila, is it downtown? Uh, I don't know. There's like 12 people in this town. <laughs> Look at those dogs riding on the back of that truck. Yep. But uh, we buy this stuff here. So we thought this was an energy drink. It's, it's called liquid. Us. It's called liquid death. So we <laughs> were hoping to drink this and just like die of like way too much caffeine. <laughs> and then this girl's like, you know, that's just water, right? I'm like, no. And then she started to read the side of the can. And I'm going to read it for you guys. Okay, Joni? I am so here for this. Our proprietary thirst murdering process begins with liquid death forming a rope of veins that will wrap around your thirst head and <laughs> strangle it. Once liquid death reaches your thirst brain, all of your thirst memories will be replaced with repeating loops of its own head imploding, which is exactly what happens next by <laughs> it causing your thirst head to implode <laughs> and its head. brain to squirt out of its ears. <laughs> That's so great. Wait. Tell them where it's bottled. Okay, let me finish though. Oh, sorry. Once your thirst has been murdered, the soul of your thirst will begin to escape and float to towards the ceiling. At this point, drink a second sip of liquid death to rip its soul back down and force it to begin gluing its own body parts together so that it can crawl back inside you and eventually grow into a fully formed thirst once again. Dang, these guys came up with some good shit. And the graphic, we're gonna, we'll yeah. post a picture of this. You guys need to go out and get this. Tell them your Instagram. What's your stuff? I don't know. <laughs> this girl we met yesterday, she couldn't come up with an Instagram because there's too many accounts at this oh restaurant. Gosh, and so, so she's funny. like, yeah, you guys have Instagram, and so she's like, here's mine, and it was called Fuck You Instagram, because <laughs> she couldn't find anything, and so she just said Fuck You Instagram, and it, it, it jotted it down with that voice text, and then it just stuck, so that was her Instagram name. Here's mine. So my Instagram is Marie 94 That's just it, Joni Joni Marie, J-O-N-I, Marie, M-A-R-I-E, 94, all lowercase. You'll see a picture of me wearing a hat with two braids, which is exactly what I look like right now. Yeah. And um, if you want to see some cool stuff, like just my life and and my struggles, my victories, and then if you really want to see this stuff from this weekend, I'll put a lot of it on my Instagram page. But she's like super creative. Oh, yeah. And I have like she turns, the art. <laughs> and she turns these, well, this drink first off, she wanted okay, me to yeah. say it's from the Austrian Al Alps. Yeah, like bottled. I don't know if it really is, but... So, I'm guessing it's from a toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> kind of tastes like shit. From like Folsom <laughs> Prison or something. But it sure is, it sure is doing the trick. There it goes. Do the All trick. Right. 
So tell them about your art. Yeah. Oh, your art. Your art. So Joni's like a magic worker mm-hmm. with art and paints. So what was the movie you watched? The movie you watched? Arrival. Was it Arrival when you painted that one? Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I painted it in the dark, and that's why it's a circle. God. Because you remember the aliens are like doing the circle? We had so many experiences this weekend, <laughs> guys. You don't even, I don't even know where to begin. It might take us a long time to get through it, but that's okay. But, so this movie Arrival that we talked about previously that you guys need to watch. So it basically, and I'm going to put this in like very layman, simple terms. Because Joni has a hard time like simplifying things. She's very complicated and like mm-hmm. overthinks. And I do too. <laughs> but once I like grasp a concept, I feel like I can verbalize it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she's watching this movie. She paints this beautiful picture. And it's like, it's almost like a portal to like who the hell knows where. But if you look at her art, the colors... And just like the textures, it's like her paintings are like life. And I straight up like <clears throat> drop glitter on the wet paint, so it adhe- it adheres to the wet paint, so it doesn't come off the painting. And then I take it out and I burp it like a baby. So mm. I'll hold it and I'll like tap the back like, <laughs> and the glitter falls and the glitter that is stuck to the paint doesn't fall and it stays there permanently. But so it doesn't make a mess in your house basically. But then the way the sunlight comes in the window, you hang it on the wall, and the glitter shows up. It shines differently every part of the day. Keep and talking because I'm. I have a gotta, big thing so we are so hungry right now. I personally have not had a full meal since we got here. Mm-hmm. So this is the sandwich and this liquid death water drink okay. is really saving my life. You talk about whatever you want for a few minutes. Okay. And so, then I'm gonna remind me to tell about arrival though. Okay. I just, no, I just took a wanna, picture. I just want to tell these guys what it's about. Yeah, yeah. So Paul, or I'm calling you Paul now. That's that's, so, that's my yeah. Um, I am Paul. You are Paul. We're uh, the coolest thing that we I think we realized is that we kind of came to this conclusion that when you, when you view everybody in the world like another version of yourself, your perspective suddenly shifts in such a way that the golden rule becomes your standard, your set point. And you treat every every interaction, every time you make eye contact, every time you pay for something at customer service, you treat that person exactly how you would want to be treated on your worst day or your best day. And that's the golden rule of how it was meant to be lived. And I think that, I'm just going to say it, I think that is the key to absolute human joy and happiness. Mic drop. Beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, this movie is so like Arrival. So Joni is like... She's like this weird little unicorn of like, (laughs) doesn't make a whole lot of sense to most people. But when you spend time with her and you really see her, she's like this beautiful like unicorn that like, so arrival, she's very into languages and like connecting people. And so this movie is basically like aliens come to earth and she's a linguist. Is that what she is? Mm -hmm. So her, she's a linguist, and then there's this guy that's basically... And a uh, plot twist, also I consider myself to be an amateur linguist, linguist that has yeah. not honed my skills all the way, but I'm working on it. I'm, I'm learning Korean, I'm learning Old Latin, I'm learning Sanskrit. Um, shout out to Brian Morisco, because he's going to try to help me get some of his brown study guide materials, just because I asked. People yeah. are so good. Anyway, so shout out to you, Brian. Thank you for responding to my Instagram message. Love you. Love Steve. Keep going, Tyler. So she's very, like, 
just intuitive about so everybody's got talent so my talents are like different so i'm this like i related to this guy character in this movie who's also he's like a what is he he's a linguist also a scientist what he's is a, he he's a scientist like mathematician but like he looks at things more like this needs to make sense where Joni can look at things and be like, it doesn't need to make sense, but I, it makes sense. I can view the world in an abstract way, so I receive communication differently. You know? Yeah. And you're more like tunnel vision. Yeah. We're, we're a really good comp. So basically what we're saying is that Tyler and I really related to the characters in this show. Yeah, but the point of the movie is that these aliens come down, yeah. and Earth... So kind of like, I like to compare it to what's happening right now with like COVID. Like there's this fear, there's this big fear... And, like, communication is getting lost and everybody's, like, we're all getting sucked in by the media. So in this movie, these aliens come and a a Amy Adams is the character that's, like, connecting to the aliens because she can... Amy, you're so good in that show. Yeah. So I guess Amy Adams is going to listen to this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Tag her in your Instagram. All right. Uh, but... And then Jeremy Renner, he's the uh, guy awesome in this also but she starts the communication with these aliens and nobody can figure them out and then there's a lot of like misinterpreting of language so they draw with these symbols how would you do what are the symbols non-linear orthography where the way they communicate is a representation that time there's no beginning or ending to any sentence or communication it's really abstract but if you watch the movie you they explain it so well that you get a feel for truly what they're saying but it's basically communication that that is not limited by time or space. But Amy Adams realizes that this is like this requires patience. You have to understand them and you have to understand the language to be able to communicate with them. Whereas like most of the world's very just like ADD, popping Adderall, popping drink, cocaine. Like we need this now. What are they saying? Tell us now. And she's more like, hey, like. We can't understand anything they're saying. Let's be like patient and yeah. see what they want. Let's not make them tell us words. Let's figure out if they understand what sentences are. How about that? But yeah, <laughs> because she's so like in touch with her, she's able to like see her future self, which helps herself help the world. Which basically ends up being the solution to this world crisis. And it wasn't even a crisis. It's basically the aliens are trying to give a gift. And she's the translator, and she basically finds a way to connect with this quote-unquote alien that connects her back to her. We won't give it. We won't give it away, but it connects her to her past in a way that she discovers. People get worried when people say the word time traveler, but she basically figures out how to shift shift time. dimensions so she can go back and get information, use it, and it's the solution to like saving saving Tell the world. Them. Tell them your example you taught me about, like, just the time travel thing that you explained, very, like, simple. I don't remember what I said, no. It was, uh... I liked, your, like, I liked yours better. What was mine? <laughs> yours was that... Oh, yeah. It's, it's as simple as this. It's you, you come into any situation with an intention. You say, like, I intend to get hot chocolate today from this diner. So, yeah, you, you had the thought. But once you set that clear intention, your life meanders and it does all the things. But if you have set a clear intention, you will keep remembering that and you'll go back to it. And so, I don't know explaining like, that so very it's well. Like, it's like deja vu. So, it's basically like... Yeah, I'm not explaining it very well. Well, so, let's say I... So, we were leaving this uh, 
Airbnb and this house that had like a sign in the bathroom and I was outside recording the podcast and I was like I need to take a picture of the sign because I need to replicate it because it's got important stuff on the sign and so I just usually I get all anxious I'm like I need to drop everything and go do this but I just said to myself I'm gonna have to use the restroom before I leave I made a mental image of myself in the bathroom looking at the sign and then before I left I went in the bathroom and I saw the sign and I was like Oh yeah, I like told myself to do this. Yeah. And it didn't make sense for you to have done it when you first thought of it because we were rushing around trying to clean up to get out of there on time because we wanted to be nice humans. So we were cleaning up and it was like this rush and he's like, you were thinking like, I need to go take a picture of this. I want to make something like it. But yeah, you just, it's as simple as this. It was like a very small example, but you set your intention that I logically know I'm going to go to the bathroom before I go. Yeah. Go back, take a picture. We'll think about it later. And that's what's so cool too is Joni has like taught me a very important lesson about letting go like last night while we were watching this movie anyway that's like the gist of the movie yeah, just watch it yeah. you guys will love it yeah but um we were uh so we kind of did some of these what are those ones called the mushrooms oh um this is like the actual strain i believe is called penis envy mm, okay. <laughs> so we did that and then i was very like i was writing in this journal that she gave me just making notes and like most of it was just me really paying attention to Joni. Yeah. And I was writing out like the history of Joni and Paul and I was getting her story about she's been in Vernal and then she was at Utah State and then she lived in Tahoe. And then she lived in Dallas. I was a college cheerleader. I I've moved I've lived in Texas, Connecticut, North Carolina. You know, we, Paul did a thing in, in Louisville. Um up by Lake Tahoe. We've just we've been all over. So I was basically giving him the rundown cuz Tyler and I have known each other forever, but we've never spent time together getting to know each other besides on the phone. And so we were in person. He's like, tell me everything about you. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. So he's basically, he's so sweet. He's over there taking <laughs> notes. He's like, no, give me that date again. I got to get right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is really, I, Tyler, you made me feel special. And that was what was so sad is then I saw, I saw Jamie and Joni and I was like, I didn't do this with Jamie like ever because I was so trapped up in my own anxiety and like my own shit. And Joni like had this gift of patience to teach me a lesson that like I never, ever, ever, I never would have learned it by myself. Yeah, so I think the biggest gift you can give any other human being is seeing them for who they are. Not, not projecting what you want them to be, just saying tell me about you and whatever comes out you accept it and you love them. Yeah. And you find a way to relate. And that's the biggest gift you can give any human being. It's to really see them. Remember when, I dropped, that, remember when I dropped that marker top? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so, so gonna, you dropped... That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, you I were got like, you were so, yeah we got, he got sidetracked. But he, he's talking about how he was taking notes. We were watching the movie. And he was taking an interest in my life. He was taking notes. It was very cool. And then um, what happened was he dropped a cap. And he was like, oh, i got to get the cap. And I found it. And then I, I put it in my mouth. And I like spit it out across the room. You got really worried no, that the you, marker was going to dry before out. Before you started to write, you took it and spit it. Oh, yeah. And then you drew, like, you wrote your kids' names out. Uh-huh. And you did this cool cursive. Uh-huh. And then you're like, let's watch the movie. And I was like, your marker is going to dry out. And I was like, Paul, you're like, I have I a million. Like, Tyler, I have 94 of those. And you were like, <laughs> but, but this one's going to get dry. And you got really focused on, like, let's find that lid. And, of course, the house at that time. Because we had just been like hanging out all day, so stuff was everywhere, yeah. and books and pictures. And he's like, "No, we gotta find a lid." And I was like, "Actually, you, I would appreciate it right now if you would um, 
trust that it's my marker. I'm okay with the lid being gone for a couple hours. What's important to me right now is that we finish, that you, that you watch this movie and that we yeah. also do this history thing because we're both healing. So let's forget about the marker lid. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a pin in that. <laughs> we will circle but back. I'm so controlling. And you totally let that go. And then, and then we found it this morning. But then we found this like very good balance between like my OCD-ness and then her like I can just like really let go because sometimes her letting go too much is like keys are missing yeah flip-flops are gone that's the state in which I live my life <laughs> everything's kind of it's like an organized chaos though I have li I have lost my mail key fully <laughs> had to replace them twice in the last 37 days yeah so that's that's where I'm at so for me it's like we just had to come up with a plan like if we're gonna do this Basically, I just need to know that like in human time, we're gonna have this place cleaned up by the time that's respectable to the people because we're using these people's stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, and like I knew she would get it done and stuff, but for me, it's like I need to have a plan in my head. And it's like almost something I never even realized about myself. Like I didn't even realize like need I need structure. Yeah. I need a calendar, I need alarms, I need like my day planned out. And so the way I was showing you love yesterday was you were feeling anxious about the clutter about time and I was like Tyler let me love you in this way right now I will set an alarm for you I actually already had set alarms for yeah. you and I recognize that you needed that plan so I was like let's take a break from what I'm doing and I will tidy up a little bit for you I will show you that I'm going to set an alarm and that's like that's like just true chaste honest caring companionship can you tell these people how much you healed from this you like I came into this like thinking like I was gonna heal, and then she, she's. This is a YouTube video you can watch. What's it called? The egg. Mm -hmm. So the egg, and it paints this picture of like you are everybody, and so it kind of like messes your head up a little bit because it's like. Can I have to say that my friend Paige gave me the idea for both the arrival and the egg. Paige, Paige. thank you. You're amazing. Paige and Michael. And thank you people. for what was your other friend's name? Jessica. Jessica that and book. Eric and Adam and Sarah and Steve. And, and thank you to our. Eric, James. Eric, my brother Eric, Eric, my everybody, my mom, Ryan, Jamie. Jamie we just are sitting here, kids. sitting in the sun. We're sitting by a gas pump <laughs> outside a gas station in Manila, Utah. Which is I so have, grateful. I, lost, I fully lost my shoes. I'm sitting here with bare feet. Yeah. We're having sub sandwiches, and we are just basking in gratitude. People are looking at us. We could give two. Shits. Shits. There you go. I like fucks, <laughs> but shits. We'll go with shits. It's hard for me to even say the, the shit word because I'm not much of a swearer. I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Anyway, so you and your healing from like, just tell, I just, okay. so I came into this trying to heal yeah. and then like I healed so much, not even realizing it, but I want to hear Joni's like story. Okay. So I have all this, I have had, I'm going to say had, I Can had all this, um, unresolved grief and issues. A lot of secrets that I was holding for people that were totally unnecessary. A lot of guilt. Tell about what I said about secrets. Remember? Sometimes secrets are dumped on you without even your permission. Oh, Why yeah. do you have to hold secrets for people? Like, like for churches or like FBI or like just things where like, or even hey, a friend a who's like cheated on their husband and they're telling you and now yeah. you're stuck, you're stuck with that information. So what the, what, when, what we decided a boundary for that is, is like if someone is gossiping or sharing a secret that you don't feel comfortable keeping, you just, all you have to do is acknowledge it say, Hey, 
I don't feel like I want to hold on to the secret for you. So don't tell me anything that you're not okay with me sharing. Yeah. Um, because that's that's my boundary. I'm not gonna hold, I'm not gonna hold on to this. But that for was anyone. our boundary about like the sexual stuff. Yeah. Just because we yeah. didn't want to have to go home and lie to anybody and exactly. be like exactly. Because we want to be honest and be like, we went there and we were friends and we helped each other through something. And like we kept our boundaries because it was important, so we didn't have to lie. Yeah, I didn't want to go home and tell my my the boy that I've been dating that we've recently been kind of split up. But I didn't want to. I I, I respect him too much to have said that I'm not going to go do anything that I feel bad about, and then actually go do that thing. And he sounds amazing. He also. is. He's a, he's one of the best humans. Okay, so, um, but I, yeah, I came into this with with a lot of unresolved issues, skeletons in my closet, things that I had never said out loud to anybody, and so the way Tyler healed, like he, it was so special because, <laughs> because he came here, he came here to have me heal him. This like I'm like I'll guide you. <laughs> I'm so experienced, and then here I am, at three o'clock in the morning bawling like a baby feeling like I'm actually going to die and like I can't like I have it I have so much stuff that I haven't spoken and verbalized and Tyler just didn't let me leave that space until I had said everything I needed to say he sat there and he showed up for me again and again eight hours of time of me I needed hours and hours after realizing things and then I realized I actually have to say these things so he held space for me he sat there and let me basically shake off all this crap baggage death decay all the stuff that I've been holding so heavily for so long and I've been giving it so much importance I've been like be, trying to be polite to this shit storm that's hanging around me like <laughs> don't be polite talk about it ask it to go yeah and we got real why are we being polite to this crap that we don't need to hold on to we got raw so I said leave I'm gonna say it and he just sat there he cried with me he cried for himself. He cried for Jamie. He cried for his mom. He cried for my mom. He cried for Paul. And so that way, in that way, showing up for somebody and meeting them exactly where they're at is a literal connection to whatever heaven is on earth. Can we end there? Let's end right here. <laughs> so much love. Wow. Anyway, that's just like that is just a little insight into our like go to Joni's Instagram. Yeah, I'll be like, I'll be putting pictures on there as soon as we get home and have conversations with our family about this and everybody's comfortable, I'll I'll start putting a lot of pictures up. And on there my was, stories and on my on my Instagram. This place, like this is such a small town, there's no like bar, nothing like this. So we went to like uh, made our own bar, <laughs> brought guitars and jammed and sang and like created like and we very responsibly had like a corona beer because oh, tyler's king amazing. of corona so we're like we've got to have a beer so we sat there there's nobody driving they anywhere. were really delicious by the way really good i've never i've never really actually enjoyed a beer i think until last night it was so good and it was just it was very carefree and it was like we were just existing in whatever state we were at it was nice and now i'm eating funyuns Funyuns. So, anyway, well, we gotta get going, okay, but yeah, we gotta get back we, to now. Hopefully, you guys like like this message. Hopefully, it resonates with people. If you want to just continue, like, you don't need us. Go like. Here's a couple things you could do. Watch that movie, The Arrival. Look at humans like it's you. Try to see people as you and treat them like you would want to be treated. Anything else? Um, if you have any questions about these herbal things, 
um, I don't have all the answers. I don't necessarily have like access to everything, but I do have access to a lot of knowledge and a lot of people. I have this brilliant team of friends, um, the Blue Skies Collective in Salt Lake City, who entered me into this whole world. They so lovingly have guided me into this this path of enlightenment that I just it's like the the thankfulness that I feel for Tyler is also extended. Because they healed me, I healed Tyler, Tyler healed me. And I'm just going to say, to quote the fantastic Eric Gills, his quote is, you heal yourself, you heal the world. And that's where it ends for me, like, on this podcast. I, yeah. just, I just love this. All right. Love you guys. Bye.